Hi, and welcome to the Hollywood Dreammaker Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gallo. I'm a 35-year veteran actor. I'm the kid who came out to Hollywood with 200 bucks in my pocket and a one-way ticket when I was 18. Didn't know a soul out here, and I've been living my dream ever since. I've had an amazing career. I've been an Academy Award-winning film, blockbuster film, hit TV series. You name it, I've done it, and I got the IMDb credits to prove it. Six years ago, I opened up my own school, the Manhattan Actor Studio, where I found my true passion. That's teaching the craft of acting, but not only teaching the craft of being the guy. Success leaves clues. I know how to make dreams a reality. I did it for myself, and I do it on a daily basis for my students. And I can help you achieve yours. Welcome to my podcast. Let's get started. I am super excited to introduce my guest. She's an actor with over 25 years of experience in voiceover work. For the past 15 years, she's been teaching the art of voiceover. I want to welcome the talented Allison Steele to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Love it. So I created this podcast to inspire artists to follow their dreams, right? If a kid like me can come out to Hollywood at 18 with 200 bucks in my pocket, a one-way ticket, not knowing a soul out here and making the dream a reality, then why can't the listener out there, right? Oh my God. Absolutely. Every day. All day. So, so I'd love to pick your brain. Like, when did you know you wanted to be in showbiz? When did you know you wanted to be an actor? Probably like you. I grew up in New York and I kind of want to go into the accent just hearing you because it's so endearing and I love it. Um, I, I knew when I was a little kid. So I went to the high school of performing arts in New York City, the wow. original fame school. I was the last graduating class. And then I went to Queens College and studied acting and all this, did some soap stuff, commercials, all that in New York. And then went to grad school and became a smart actor at Stony Brook University and um, in dramaturgy. You can all go look that up. And then I was like, no, I want to still do on camera. So I came out here to pursue the dream. And then I was like, oh, I should finally do voiceover. And I started doing more. Then it just rolled from there. So little bits of uh, on camera stuff here and there, but mostly it's voiceover. Well, you know, I listened to your voiceover when we don't know each other, you know, you, you <laughs> sent me an email and, you know, you teach voiceover and I have a school and, you know, I think it's a perfect fit. And, and I'm, I'm really excited because I think it's really important for actors to have, you know, every revenue stream open to them, you know, commercial work. You know, I mean, I know for me as a young actor, you know, I grew up in New York and I studied at Lee Strasberg and I did my first play at the actor's studio. So when I came out, I was like, I don't do commercials. You know? <laughs> like, like a taboo kind of deal. Like, you know, so I saw Robert De Niro on American Express commercial. And I was like, wait a second, maybe I should be doing commercials. Right. So, yeah. but you know, it's really important to open those doors. I mean, I know for me for years, I didn't do commercials. And then, you know, I saw my friend buying a big house uh, because he had five <laughs> national commercials running. And I'm like, wait a second, what's wrong with this picture? You know, and, and then I said, OK, let me start doing commercials. And it was it was amazing because I, I made a shitload of money doing commercials. And, you know, there's there's a revenue stream there yes. that I think actors have to have. And I think voiceover work is a, an awesome revenue stream because there's video games, there's all kinds of stuff. And I listened to your, uh, I went to you, Allison Steele, your, your website, what is, what is your wife, dot com? Allisonsteele.com, yeah. And, and I, I listened to your, your, your reels and they were awesome. I love, love, you know, what you were doing on them. So, 
you know, thank you. so if I'm an actor, right, and I'm just kind of starting out and I want to get into this voiceover, even me, I don't do voiceover work. You know, I, I've never gone down that path. I mean, I've been very blessed that I've been, you know, in front of the camera and I've been doing a lot of, you know, producing stuff and teaching. And so, but that's, you know, let's say for me, if I said, okay, I want to be a voiceover actor or somebody just starting out, what's the, what's the path? How do I get into voiceover? Okay. Even for people like you, and I've had my share of celebrities approach me. And by the way, we've worked with some of the same people, which cracks me up. Um, and I love, it's like the Kevin Bacon thing, but even for the celebrity, I'm like, you have to study. It's always the first, but because it's a, even though it intersects with the whole on camera thing, and certainly it's the same thing, except you're using your voice, there's still different techniques to it. So you have to learn that into the industry because, as you know, it's business show first. So I, I want everybody, like all my students, to learn the lingo, to learn all the genres, how they, how you make money, to learn everything about it so that you know what you're doing. So I would say the first thing, study. Okay. Absolutely. So so what are the genres if if you know actors out there don't know? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, right? Oh my God, so many different. So uh, for example, um, there's commercial, promo, trailer, imaging, narration, video games, as you said, animation, doing stuff for um audio uh stuff for museums and on audiobooks, e-learning and on and on. So those are like the mainstays that a lot, and telephony, I mean, they keep coming. I follow a rubrics usually so that I don't forget because there's so much, even being a DJ is an, is a voiceover actor. It's just a different form of it. It's very presentational. So doing the news and weather. So there's just so much out there to be able to make, even this is an interesting one, um, when you're watching a movie and you're blind, but you need, and as you know, of course, being in the film and on TV, it's all um, video. There's not as much talking, but the blind person needs to know. And she walked over to the door and walked down, you know, opened the door. She wow. walked over to the closet and opened it. So there's j video description, just that alone. And then there's dubbing and on and on. Okay, so... I've studied now. I, I've taken a class with you, yeah. right? And, and I and I know the you know how to how to do it. I mean, what what are the what are my first steps? I mean, do what's the, like the do I need to get a good microphone? Do I have to have twisted wave on my computer? I'm not I mean, twisted what, you know, wave, very good. You know, so what, yes. So I really try to save the actor as much money as possible. There's lots of people out there who are going to just try to get as much money as they can out of you. I cannot look at myself in the mirror in the morning if I'm doing that. So I try to save the actor. I take. I love being a mentor and taking the person by the hand from beginning soup to nuts, teaching you everything that I know so that you can be as informed as possible, especially because most of the agents in the country know me. And if they know that I'm, they're sending a demo, so then they if they ask who made it, they'll know many of the, much of the time, 85% of the time. So what I like to do is, you know, we go through a whole, you know, learning process, make a demo. And then phase two is how to market yourself and get yourself out there and how to actually make money. And if your next question is, when do you start making money? It depends. But I want to say to become full time. And if you're really gung ho, average of three years. Now, that being said, I have students recently, like I'm thinking of two or three people that started making money within the last, you know, a couple of months, they've already made $10,000. So not bad for a newcomer. It yeah. just depends. 
So, you know, when I work actors here, uh, you know, and I help them build their demo reels, you know, on camera demo reels, you know, one of the first things I do is figure out what's the castability. Like what, you yes. know, what kind of roles do you, you play? Can you do an accent? Can you, are you comedic? Are you dramatic? Well, you know, what is your, what are you selling to Hollywood? You're a product, you're selling a product to Hollywood. And I, and I believe that, you know, everybody has their own unique voice and, you know, I think, and I, I would say that you want to bring you, you want to bring your voice, you yes. don't to, like try to be somebody else. You don't want to try Absolutely. to, you know, that's what makes you unique. Yes. I was listening to your podcast, one of your couple of your podcasts and I was listening and absolutely. I was like, yes, I love him already. Everything that you say is so true. You're bringing you. So I try to stretch the range of a person as much as I can, but I don't want to overdo it. We still stay within their league. I'm not going to be like, okay, you're a guy. Let's try to sound like a girl. No, I just try to get as much range out of you as possible in your field, in where, in your zone. But and also with having to do with the trends going on. But yes, I will stretch you just enough that your demo should last you at least two to three years. Right. And then I think whatever you're unique, you know, let's say you're from New York, you have you can do a New York accent because you grew up there. Or if you grew exactly. up in Kansas or Texas or whatever. I mean, I believe that that's sellable. That's, you know, you could sell that. You know, I mean, I know for me as a, a young actor coming out to Hollywood, I mean, I knew that was my castability. You know, and that's yeah. what I sold to Hollywood. And, you know, people said, oh, you better you get rid of that accent because you never work in Hollywood. And I was like, no, that's what makes me me. And that's what I sold. And that's what they bought. So, you know, I think stay be you. Don't try to be somebody else and don't try to you know, own who you are. Amen to that. Now, here's the caveat with voiceover, though. It will pigeonhole you. Now, I hear that you can take out the, the New York a little bit. Sure. When it comes to um, <laughs> when it comes to demos. I like as you heard, I have a New York demo, but I don't put New York in my in any other demo. If you're from the South, it's considered kind of cute, and I'll Easter egg that into somebody's demo if they're Southern, like if they're um, Indigenous Southern. Otherwise, if somebody's coming to me, let's say with a really super strong accent and they really want to do this, I I eradicate it, and right. then I tell them to put it back in as like little Easter eggs. But otherwise, you're going to get pigeonholed only sure. to your area. That's the problem with it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I know I have friends of mine that have that New York accent and they, you know, they use it to their advantage. I mean, any any video game where they're looking for like the mob guy or the, the gang member or the gang boss, you know, whatever those roles, they're booking those roles. I mean, oh, yes. landing. I, mean I have friends of mine that have a, a, if you look at their IMDb, they got like, you know, 50 video games where they're playing those voices. Yes, video games and animation notwithstanding. I, I guess I'm talking about just commercial narration. Okay. But yes, video games and animation. Oh, yeah, be you, 100%. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Okay, so, so you know, I mean, there's voiceover booths and stuff like that. I mean... There are different types of mics. Awesome. Yes. Love it. So you have a you have you have the booth right there. Love mm -hmm. it. So, you know, some people cannot afford the booth, you know. Uh exactly. you, know, so, you know, as far as like microphones are concerned, you know, there are different types of mics. There's, you know, like the one that I'm using right now, which is a, a very expensive mic. But then, you know, there's the uh the 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 blue yeti or whatever, this one here, you know. Yes. So here's the thing, you, yeah, the Blue Yeti, oh my God. 
the stuff on the Blue Yeti wouldn't go to air. Now, that being said, I worked on inexpensive microphones for years until I ended up with a Neumann. The thing is, is that you can buy a $150 mic and be totally fine, especially nowadays because the technology has risen. So each year that you're getting like the old Yeti, let's say, or, the you know, an old you know, AKG, you know, three years from now, as it's rising above, you're still getting that low price. So you don't have to spend a whole lot of money on a microphone. You can get the Apogee, which is actually a, a USB mic, a perfectly great mic. That's what I travel with, $250. So you don't. Now, in terms of going uh, where to, you know, do you need a booth? Go into your closet. And as long as there's lots of padding, you can also get uh, moving the curtains and stuff like this. Plus, you can go on places like eBay. So I always try to get my students not to spend a lot of money. I'm vocal booth to go. I have like a 10% discount for my students. So I'm like, go there, you know. But I really do try to save people as much money as possible. There's no reason to spend. I will be, your coach will be your most expensive endeavor in the voiceover field. Yeah. So, you know, when you, like you're on the road, I mean, I'm sure that you get a lot of auditions and you got to be able to deliver on them. I mean, you know, especially now with, you know, self-tapes, I mean, uh, how's the business changed because of the pandemic and self-tapes? I mean, before were they in person or were they mostly online? It's already been mostly online at that point. Now it's just more than ever. That's why I do teach online, because I want my students to learn how to work Twisted Wave, let's say, or how to, and I teach them, I go all through it, and I teach them all the little ins and outs and the little, you know, things, but it's so important to be facile this way, because this is the only way that the business is run for the most part, unless you're going in for dubbing or if you're doing some animation occasionally for a commercial, but I just, you know, had two commercial jobs yesterday and today, and both were online, so... Yeah, it's a rare day when you're actually leaving your house, hence taking the vitamin D every day. <laughs> so, do you, do you know, when there's Twisted Wave, which is an app that you can put on your, your laptop, and there's, you know, I believe that uh, doesn't it come with GarageBand, uh, like an Apple, I, but if they, if they needed to, they didn't have Twisted Wave, I don't know if that's a paid app or, or if it's a free or... You can go online for free and play around with Twisted Wave. Once you own it, though, you own it. You can rent it. Uh, the, the thing is, is that everybody gets a little bit weirded out by it's not about what you're recording into. It's about your microphone. So to me, using something that's going to be user friendly. I've worked on SoundForge. I've worked on Pro Tools, GarageBand. GarageBand is the hardest thing ever. Adobe Audition, all mm -hmm. that stuff. No bueno. So you want to use something that's really user-friendly, Twisted Wave, to me, is the way to go. My kids got home. I didn't apologize. <laughs> okay. So, so you know, do you, do you teach how to get rid of the breaths in between and delete all that stuff and, you know, clean it up and be able to deliver a nice, clean project? I do. I, I do a whole lot of how to, you know, use this uh, the technology so that it's the easy, it's easiest for them when they're doing auditions because you're pumping out all those auditions a day or whatever it is. You want to make it as streamlined as possible. So if I'm just starting out and I want to find some, let's say, voiceover copy or material for me to work on, um, where do you recommend me finding pieces of uh, copy? Oh, my goodness. There's a place called, I'm going to go on there right now. Uh, I think it's voiceover. 
voiceactorwebsites.com and they have a lot of stuff edgestudios.com there's just tons of you can literally google where copy for voiceovers but like i said there's a place called edge studio a lot of times what i'll also do is tell students to go on ispot.tv and then literally type out what's on commercials right now in different you know for whatever it be tide or you know different sorts of products Type it out and start using that as your rehearsal copy because it's right here and now. It's ha- it's or it's on TV now or ra- not radio necessarily, but. So let's say I'm a young actor and I don't have I can't afford classes right now, but I want to start you know getting my feet wet and I want to start training myself. Uh, what do you what are those steps to to do? First thing I always tell my students, watch TV or listen to TV, radio, TV, YouTube, anything that you could get your ears on, don't change the channel. You have to listen to what's going on out there. Even for, well, I'll also even say for like YouTube commercials, sometimes you should watch the commercial without the sound. Sometimes listen to it without watching and then do both. But you have to know what's going on out there. Different times a day, different stations. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is try to, you know, get even a little bit of understanding of what like the genres of voiceover. What is the uh, what are the pay to play websites? Should or shouldn't you use them? Looking into should or shouldn't you join, you know, about the union stuff. So educate yourself as much as possible on the Web, which it's all out there. But there's a lot of information. That's where I distill everything down. (laughs) You know, what's the process like for creating different voices and different characters for you? Yeah, um, <laughs> so the first thing you do is kind of like when uh, being an on-camera actor, you if they give you a picture, you actually try to stand like the picture. So if I get something for a video game, I will try to make my face and my body and whatever just like that. So I don't even wear shoes in the booth most of the time. So you just get into the physicality of it. It, Physical always comes before the voice, even in voice acting. Yeah. And when it comes to accents and dialects that you need a good ear and or, you know, there's some methods to learning how to do accents that I can somewhat teach or my dialect coach told me I could teach. Right. So, you know, you mentioned union and non-union, right? I mean, I think there's plenty of non-union stuff out there, right? I mean, an actor doesn't want to be rushing to union when they're going to close a whole door. I mean, you know, it'd be great to become SAG eligible, but, you know, hold off as long as possible because you're going to close off a whole revenue stream. Absolutely, 100%. And nowadays, the voiceover industry is about mm, 75% non-union. No. So I was one of the first women in Cal in LA to be like, I'm gonna have to do non-union. And I was very vilified. I mean, people were, but I saw the train coming. And it's unfortunate that union it has it, it just can't keep up and they they're aware of it. But everything now has not only loopholes, but it's like if you don't do non-union, you're going to lose you might lose your voiceover career unless you're on a few shows, unless you're a few people I'm thinking about who, you know, they're in animation or they have shows running that forever. Yeah. Can, can you, uh, if you're, uh, I mean, I'm sure you're, you're SAG, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So can you do non-union if you're for a SAG member? 
Like I said, most of us do. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't anymore. Okay. Because it's like a runaway train. There is so much voiceover out there. And there's so much of the stuff you are seeing, 75 to 85% of it is non-union. And so how is even it? the large agents are sending non-union, non-union. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how has the uh, the strike affected uh, voiceover work? Has it at all? Not much. Okay. Not much because it's under a different umbrella. Okay. I think it's gonna. It would start to affect. In my opinion, I think it would start to affect us if there's not a lot on TV. Then the commercials they're not going to want to advertise. See, so they're going to be like mm, kind of reticent to put something on when you're showing like repeats of repeats of repeats, and so. But it hasn't really affected that much yet. So what about, what about AI? That's a thing. That that is a thing. I've had agents ask literally, like, would you have them buy out your voice? I was like, yes, for a fee. Like there's a lot of agents are asking around now, you know, because they can steal your voice just like they can steal your. So there's, you know, that that's a problem because there are they are starting to use AI. And mm, but people still want to work with people and direct people you know i i had one line today in a in a commercial and they had me do it you know 20 different ways so or more so you can't really direct ai but are there ai is there ai going on right now absolutely but hopefully it's not going to overtake maybe audiobooks first who knows but i still think people like to work with people please god yeah well i mean you know the ai can't replace our soul you know bringing that i mean that's what you bring Exactly. Yes. 100%. So what's your uh, approach to, um, you know, auditioning? Is there, do you have a, an approach to the work? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, I mean, literally what I teach after, you know, the first, th- by the third lesson I'm teaching, I teach in a very psychological way. So by the third lesson, it's how to break down copy, how to mark copy, how to, there's a whole, just like a character analysis in um, on camera, same thing in voiceover. There are so many different techniques. There are so many different, like beyond so many. And I still study. So it's nice because I'll get things that I, yes. Sure. I mean, I, I yes. do too. I mean, you right. grow to yeah. gift, right? To 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 impart that knowledge onto your students. Amen. Yes. Love that. So, you know, what are some of the downfalls of the business? What would you <laughs> know? I mean, you know, is, is, yeah. I, I know it's not the AI, easiest business to become. No. A working actor. I'm working at harder now or just as hard as I was 15, 20 years ago, if not more. So it's keeping up. The, some of the downfall is, is that it's getting glutted. It used to be such a niche profession voiceover. What's that? And it was just like a few of us and the, you know, the land of voiceover now because of technology and it's very inexpensive to do and anybody can go out and make a demo. Now, in my opinion, cream rises to the top. There's also the fact that, you know, they're listening sometimes to 300 to 500 to 1,000 people for an audition. So the numbers start to, you know, it's like throwing a spaghetti at a wall and hoping one sticks from 150 feet away. So that is a little bit of a downfall. But that being said, if you have the tenacity, you just, you don't, you know, you just, (laughs) your, your want has to surpass that. Just like being an actor, you have to want it so bad. And just like my friend said, you have to lean into the marketing is also the, the, the I don't want to say the downside, but it is a little bit because it's, you have to keep, I still market out and, you know, 
even it's just good. like kind of go, hmm, I want to teach for schools now, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, you you're 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 a brand. You're a, you know you're selling a product. You have to yes. be out there selling the product. I don't know about you unless I get an email from you. Yes. So five years ago, you relied on one agent. Now I have agents all over the country and casting directors and advertising other countries. Oh yes. You, cool. So you can have multiple agents in as long as you're um, not more than five hundred. Um, sorry, fifty miles. So you know one in every major city. And some of the That's great. Yeah, I mean, yes. because you're covering all the markets. That's smart. Yes. You know, your LA agent may, may not be able to get that stuff that's local hire stuff that they're shooting out in, you know, Texas. Exactly. So I got something today from, you know, San Francisco that I did not get from my other agents. So there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Can you share a, a memorable or funny anecdote from your time in, in this business? <laughs> oh, my God. Which one is the question? I was thinking of the, the scariest one as opposed to the funniest one. One of the, <laughs> What's the uh, scariest one? Oh, my God. I, I OK, so I guess I could say this now because it's not um, being played. But I was cast as one of the when they were casting it at the time is about 10 years ago for one of the Google assistants. Wow. It was the hardest job I ever did to this day. It was the scariest blank. And um, it was to be the New York woman voice. So there was New York man, New York woman, Southern man, Southern woman, uh, kid voice, boy, girl, uh, black man, black woman. They ended up not using it. And I signed like a 20 page NDA. But at the end of the day, when I went in there, you, I had to sit as still as possible. First of all, I had to sit and voiceover you usually stand. You had to sit, not make a sound. And it was just talking for four hours straight with these weird sentences that made no sense because that's how they picked up your voice at the time. Nowadays, it's much easier. They don't have to go through such a, but I just remember like, oh my God, this is so, I was sweating. And they give me five minutes at the top of every hour. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, three callbacks. But some of the fun ones are just, you know, like when you get to just play and have a good time and be an old person, and be a, this, you know, like just have a goofy time. And that's fun. How do you find those voices for like, let's say, like cartoon characters or video games or. Like I said, I start with the the the, the uh, physicality of it, but then but, you know, sometimes, you know, not everybody does voices. So I just have like a probably about seven or eight voices that I just can go right into and then make them up along the way. That's how. So mm -hmm. like the first thing is like the nanny and then uh -huh, I can just go into the nanny and you have kind of a lead off. That's kind of a lead on in that will propel you into the voice. So that's one of those fun things, you know, and then I can Brooklyn, you know, you know, like those accents are really fun to me. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I loved, like I said, I loved in New York. I was cracking up. Oh, oh good. <laughs> so how do you maintain your vocal health and longevity in this business? Ah, such a good one. Don't whisper. Whispering is the worst thing ever, especially for a voice like mine, because your vocal cords go like this. So it hurts your voice. I have a host of remedies that if you start to feel not well, you start to take them immediately. I always have them. And then because I, you know, lower voice raspy, I used to talk like this when I was in high school and I didn't know how to use my voice. Now, instead of leaning on my vocal cords like this, unless I'm trying to play somebody a little younger or, or older, I try to talk up here. 
believe it or not. I like actually think about, or I used to, I taught myself to speak in my upper register mm-hmm. in it so I can maintain myself all day and still get annoyed at my kids and yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> So with when I work with my actors here, we do a lot of animal work, you know, and, and I think, you know, having working an animal, like if you were to say, oh, if my character were an animal, what animal would they be? And then, you know, playing with the behavior and then finding the voice, where does the voice come from? Yes. I think, you know, I, I think as, as a voiceover actor, I think it'd be really great if you really know the craft of acting, because everything that I teach, I know will, you know, make you shine your voice stand out from all the other voices because I, and you know, I hate to say, but you know, most actors are lazy and they're going to be saying the words on the page, but if you can outwork them and out prep them and out choice them and know, you know, write a backstory for your character, know what the character's previous circumstance was, know if they got a ticking clock where they're going, or, you know, there's an animal or there's a secret or this, you know, the more you load it up, the more richer your voice is going to be because you, you know who you are and you know, this character, you know, what's going on in their world. Absolutely. And just like in on camera, there's a backstory and you lead in with the moment before and you have to literally create the scene in your mind and use your physicality uh, kinesthetically, whether you're sitting again or standing, depending on what kind of audition it is. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent of what you said. Yes. Amen. If you could go back, right. And go give the little Allison some life advice. Uh, what would that be? Oh, start voiceover sooner. <laughs> I would have started it earlier when I was a kid. Because, uh, you know, being my name, Allison Steele, there was a famous DJ at the time in New York City, Allison Steele. So I would get called in. This is a, actually a funny story. I would get calls randomly. Hey, Allison, we would like to have you use a, do a voiceover for the Wonder Years. I was 16 and I still sounded like this. And I was like, yeah, great. It was a Thursday night because I was watching like must-see TV. And I was like, hey, Bob Barker from the Wonder Yeah, I would love to. Okay, we're going to fly you in and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. But I have to tell you, I'm not that Allison still. And he totally bought that I was. <laughs> I, you know, I got into a lot of agencies with my name and this and that. But yes, I would absolutely have started it earlier because I didn't have the bug. But that's okay. I got it when I came out to LA. And then I was like, I'm going to do voiceover. But you don't just do it to do it. Because again, you have to really have that draw like an actor. You have to have, really want it. I mean, I, I, I love, you know, the beauty is, is you can do it from anywhere. All right. I mean, you can do it from anywhere. You don't have to, I mean, back in the day before, you know, when there was in-person stuff, you know, even voiceover actors could be do it from the comfort of their home. They can do 20 takes till they feel like they got the right one and, and send that out. You yeah. know, they, I think there's a beauty to that. I mean, I personally love self-tape auditions. I think it's, you know, I think it's great for actors because you can really give them the performance. You can serve it up, you know, hair, makeup, wardrobe, the framing it right, lit right. You've done all the work and you're giving them a product that they can look at and go, oh, my gosh, that's her. That's the guy we're looking for. Because, you know, you're not leaving anything to the imagination. A hundred percent agree. Yes. Yes. And the way you're framed and the way your lighting is just looking at you now, I'm like, yep. And you get to do it over and over again. And there's not much nerves going on. Oh, yes, absolutely. Here's a downside about voiceover. You don't take your eyes off the page. So you start to lose how to memorize. <laughs> okay, so you don't do any kind of memorization? You oh, don't, you know, okay. 
No, on a rare, I mean, but I mean, yeah, even for one line, I'm always reading it over and over again. You never take your eyes off the page. Got it. Yeah. So it's really Hmm. interesting when I have to memorize for an on-camera audition because I still pursue on-camera. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to (laughs) memorize. Oh, that's great. So last question, advice to actors. Yes, keep studying. Do study, please. The best thing you do is study with the best. Like study with yourself because you're, you're, you got that. You have the training. You're, you know, a great mentor, I can tell. Just go to the best, study with those people and put it, put yourself, you know, study. Study with the best that you can and go for it 100%. If you're going to go this much, you're going to get this much back. And you can't complain about it. Yeah, you got to give... You got to give 150%. Yeah, everything. If you're going to do it, you got to go after it with a vengeance. You know, be relentless in the pursuit of it. Don't take no for an answer. You know, you're going to get no's and those are good. You know, no's mean you're closer to a yes. So get some no's, be in the game, you know, never quit up, never give up on your dream and it will happen. Yes. Yeah. Because they're taking, you know, and one other thing, the agents are taking, you know, they obviously like you. It's not about you when you don't get the role or rarely if you're screwed up in audition, maybe. But if they're still sending you out, they believe in you. So you just go in and do your best work and put the next put it aside. Okay, I lied. One more question. So, you know, now that I've, I've, I've figured out my voice and I created my demo reel and, you know, I have some tools to market myself as a voiceover actor. How, what is the approach to, to getting representation? I'd walk you through it. Okay, Cover great. letter, resume, when to send it, how to send it, website. Those are all, you know, we I just do a whole th- couple of hours on that with you. Go back and forth, fine tooth comb, and then cool. we... Well, I look forward to putting up a voiceover class here at the Manhattan Active Studio and working with you. Excited. And, and I'm, I'm very excited. And I thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I know it was last minute and I asked you to jump on. Thank you. Anytime. For, for jumping on. And, and I look forward to, to meeting you in person. Yes. Amen. Me All too. Right. You take care, Allison. You too, Billy. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't. Please take whatever you get from here, the golden nuggets, and apply them to your career. Go after your dreams with passion. Don't let anybody tell you it can't be done. I believe in you. Follow your dreams. I'll see you in Hollywood.